Hey, Leah, welcome back. Another episode of the Warrior EDU podcast. We're at episode 11. How are you today? How's it going, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. Here we are sitting down at the end of, this, of another school day. It's a Monday afternoon. How was your, uh, your day today? Oh, you know, it's been good, I suppose. I, I feel like I'm starting to try it out Pear Deck for the first time today. Ooh. So that was a little bit of a... Uh, I liked it because I could get some actual feedback from my students a little bit more and um, not have just mask faces looking at me when I ask for help for, you know, answers and things. So I did like it a lot. I feel like I got a little bit more back into my groove a little bit, if you will, maybe. So it was helpful. Oh, cool. So this is not sponsored by Paradox, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So is this the first time you've, you've used it though, ever? Um, I've used it before, but, but pre-pandemic. So before I really just kind of felt like it was like extra stuff that I could just do with, you know, normal situation where I could teach and walk around and talk to kids. And now that we can't really do that as easily, I did really feel like it made it where I could kind of get a better temperature gauge on what was going on in their brains um, as opposed to how I normally do it. So I hadn't used it. At, this is the first time I used it during pandemic times. And I really noticed a difference from now versus when I used to use it before. So. Mm, okay. Okay. Might it be something that you'll continue to use w when we go back? hundred percent face to face. Maybe like maybe in certain ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. helping to kind of supplement that, you know, way where I can't just walk around and actually talk to them and hear them. Cause they, sometimes they whisper to go to the bathroom behind the mask. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I can't hardly hear you normally with the mask on. Maybe you don't whisper. So it is helpful when I'm trying to get some feedback as to how they're understanding the lesson since they don't even want to talk full volume to ask to go to the bathroom sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the mask. I like that yeah. phrase. It's another, it's, it's an, another name for a podcast. You <laughs> another Behind the mask, the COVID edition. Oh boy, as Matt, our <laughs> guest here is cringing at our plan. So let's bring him in and see what he thinks about it. Everybody, today we have with us in the war room, MCHS graphics instructor Matt Connor. Connor, how are you? I'm wonderful. You didn't, you, you didn't like that idea for that I, podcast name? I, we're not going to go there. This is this is a school related event. <laughs> This isn't the after hours podcast. No, 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 no after hours. And, and for our listeners, by the way, there is no after hours edition. There is, there is no, although we did joke that this could be the first one, first episode that we use for the after hours. Edition. That would be the but, perfect guest for that. But we all agreed. We all agreed. And Matt signed the contract that the, we're not going to do that this, this for today. All right. Hey, Connor, how was your day in the graphics lab? Uh, busy as normal. Uh, pretty, pretty busy. We, you know, we're working on some cheerleading signs. We're working on some uh, t-shirts for the Spring Grove Fire Department. We uh, got the first set of stuff done for them. And uh, we're doing some designing, some scratch pads and graphics one or graphics two. Graphics one is, they're still kind of dribbling a little bit. Uh, and I call it dribbling because it's the first step of a very boring process of learning how to design and they are bored by it. They hate it. Oh, yeah. And that's my favorite part because I, I, I tell kids I, I enjoy this part the most. Uh, they'll do something and then I'll walk up behind them and delete it. And, and, and I just walk away. And, and they get the hint that, that they suck at it and they need to do it again. Wow. So it, it's an enjoy that I have. It's, it's something that I really enjoy doing. Uh, the kids really enjoy it after a while, especially after I delete it like three or four times. Then they'll finally ask like why. 
Why do you do that? Oh, now you want to know why I want to do that. Well, now I'll tell you what you were doing wrong. If you just get frustrated and you don't say anything, then, then I can't help you. So it kind of gets them to speak up a little bit and, and figure out why they're doing things mm. and what mm. they're doing wrong instead of doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that. It's a very, um, you know, we, we could have a whole episode probably on pedagogy and different strategies and philosophies behind why, you know, different teaching strategies. But I, I love that, man, because if you, you know, this forces them to not only work through their frustration, you know, of, of, of maybe you not telling them because they're not asking, but also you deleting their work that they, you know, and to realize that, hey, sometimes, the path is not the path or sometimes the product is not the product. You know, you got to get back in and do it again and do it again and do it again. So I love that. That's cool. Well, let's get into that a little bit, a little bit more um, in a little while, but for, for our listeners, you know, who maybe don't, don't know you and for, and also for those who, you know, maybe listening who are not um, in our school district, we have two comprehensive high schools right now this year. And, um, the graphics department happens to be on the east side of town. And so um, for those who may not be familiar with the high school or those who don't know you, tell us about your, your, your teacher story, man. I mean, what was your, what was, what's your teacher journey like? Like, how did you get into this and, and why, why did you want to be a teacher? It's long. We only have an hour, right? So yeah, um, we, we do. So give us the summary version. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, at high school, I started gra- doing graphics as a freshman in high school. Um, I, I was a struggling student. I come from a very, um, a, a difficult childhood. Uh, parents were divorced. We had a lot of death in our family. Um, close relatives died um, when I was at a really young age. So um, when I was between nine and 12 years old, I went through, we had four or five family deaths mm-hmm. um, of close, close relatives. One was my very best friend. He was two years older than me. Um, then his parents died the year after that. And then the year after that, my grandfather died, who was, my mom was his nurse at the end of his life. And, um, so really quickly, uh, we lost four people that we were really close with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was right before high school. And then my parents also got a divorce shortly after that. And then I go into high school and I'm hanging out with, um, they're good people, but they make bad choices. And, and I was really making some pretty poor choices with some of the people I was hanging out with, especially going into freshman year. And uh, I had a graphics teacher who kind of saw that I was going down the wrong, wrong path. Um, he was my wrestling coach. And he, uh, he, he started saying, hey, how about you come instead of hanging out with those guys you're hanging out with at lunch? How about you come down and hang out with us? And there was a bunch of wrestlers and there was some graphics kids that would hang out and eat lunch in his room. And, and the more I hung out with them, the more I kind of started to see, hey, you know what, maybe I should maybe I shouldn't be hanging out with those other people that are making those decisions that were, were not so good. And, um, by the end of my freshman year, I was, I took graphics, um, and it really steered me down a path that I, it led me to here. Um, and, and so he, he, I wrestled for four years under Zim at Johnsburg. And then I ended up, I think in having four or five graphics classes by the time I was a senior, uh, just my senior year, not throughout the entire high school, just senior year. I was in graphics at periods. Wow. Um, and I went off to college. I went to wrestle at Triton. Um, I got a bunch of D3 scholarships. So as we know, D3 doesn't, or junior colleges don't ha- have uh, scholarships for sports, but um, I got like several scholarships that were uh, like Chicago book club scholarship and uh, a few other scholarships that I applied for apparently. 
and got. Um, uh, but I never stepped on the wrestling man. Um, I, I had two knee surgeries prior to high school and during high school. And I, by college came around, I had to have one more. And my parents said, if you have your surgery, you're never going to wrestle again. And because we can't afford to have you have a third surgery, we just can't do it. So I decided not to wrestle, but I still went to Triton and I had, I spent two and a half years there, uh, just doing graphics. And I say two and a half years there uh, because I stopped short of my degree by eight semester or by eight credit hours. So I had 52 credit hours. Um, and the reason why I stopped is because about a year into going to school, I got a full-time graphics position and was running a graphics department for a fortune 500 company. So our for fortune 500 companies, um, we were in charge of uh, doing all the printing for all the in-store PNC banks. Uh, that was one of our bigger customers. Um, we were doing the, um, I believe our, our company was making the, uh, at the time, the Boston College revamped um, locker rooms. And so my company was making them and then we were doing all the designs and graphics behind the scenes. So um, I did that while I was going to school full-time. So I took that position over and I was running that full-time along with going to school full-time. Mm. And I did that for a year and a half and one had to give. And I was 20 years old making what I thought was a lot of money at the time, uh, working overtime. And I said, you know what, if this is the industry I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna stick with it and I'm just gonna stop going to school. So I stopped going to school, eight credits short. And uh, I did that for another year. So I was at CCE for two and a half years. And uh, lo and behold, the mother company decided to shut that smaller company down. And they said, we're done, you're gonna get laid off. And here's your severance. I got a summer's worth of severance. So I got three months severance at 21 years old. <laughs> like, what do you do? You're like, okay. So I uh, talked to Zim and I talked to a bunch of other people and I'd never stopped coaching. And I said, I love coaching. I love teaching. I, I, that's something I truly love. It's something I, I always did. I, instead of wrestling, I went and coached. So I said, why not go into education? And more specifically, Zim talked to me and he goes, go to PE. He goes, because as soon as you get done with PE, you have enough industry hours now. He goes, you have enough uh, school hours um, that you're going to get certified in physical education, art, and probably something to do with industrial tech slash graphics. And, and he couldn't have been more right because if, if I would have went into just something else, I wouldn't have been as versatile as I was. Um, and I may not have gotten the position at McHenry the way that I did. So um, I went and spent four years at NIU, which is why it's important that I talk about the two and a half years that I wasted, because then I went and spent four years at NIU uh, doing PE, graduated there. And um, shortly after that, I did some in-school suspension at Crystal Lake Central. Uh, I was in charge of that, helped revamp that. Then I did some long-term subbing at assorted different schools. And then um, I applied at McHenry to be a PE teacher the year before I got hired as a graphics teacher. And I was a finalist. And I, I remember the interview. I thought I did really well in it. Um, the, the principal at the time called me back and he said, Matt, we love you, but we just, we can't go with you. And I, I, I later found out it's, it, it could or couldn't have been because they needed a, a female supervision for the PE position. You know, it came down to male or female and, Unfortunately, in the PE world, 
you have to have that supervision part of it. Um, but I think I impressed them so much that when the graphics position came open, I actually got some phone call or some text messages at the time. And I said, Hey, this position's come available. We know that you're available for it. You may want to apply. And it led me to here. So I got, got the graphics position and I was one of two candidates. And as Bruce Montressor always uh, referred to it, uh, the other person wasn't qualified. So we went with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So that's kind of where it led me. Great to, story. So that's kind of my story. I know a long winded one, but it's pretty crazy to think that like, if you were a female, you'd be a PE teacher right now, possibly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, I know. And that, and, and at McHenry, you know, I could have, if, if I was a female, I could have been a, you know, a, and that's not to say that the female that beat me out for that job wasn't better. That's not what they said at all. Cause they right. just said that they, we decided to go with female for female supervision. That's they, they, you know, but yeah, I could, I could just be a PE teacher now and who knows how long I would have lasted in that. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a great story, Matt. I think that, um, you know, again, I, I think we hear these, don't you think, Leah, we hear these stories all the time from just from teachers who were inspired and encouraged and pushed along by a teacher, by, yeah. by, by a teacher. I mean, that's, that's the power of this profession. I mean, you talk about Zim Zimmerman, who was your graphics teacher when you were in school. Did I catch that right? Yep. So, uh, he doesn't like going by it, but I'm going to call him anyway. So Larry Zimmerman, yeah. uh, he, he goes by Zim and everybody at Johnsburg, if you went to Johnsburg for the last 30 years, everybody knows who Zim is. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm one of many kids that he's helped. <laughs> sure. I, I just think it's amazing, you know, and, 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 you know, you, you, you two both have those stories. I have those stories of the kids that you still keep in touch with uh, after, after how many years, you know, um, I, mine goes back, you know, well, a long time. Let's just put it that way. I, I mean, I still keep it. I just, on my other podcast, uh, the principal leadership lab interviewed a former student of mine from my first year of being a principal. And I've known her, she's 26, 25. Now I've known her since she was in first, second grade, you know? So it's just the power of the connections that were, it sounds so cheesy sometimes, but I, I you know, I, but I don't think it is, you know, I, I think it's um, just so very true, you know? And, and, and then to think that, you know, he saw you, Matt, and, and encouraged you to come down and start hanging out in the graphics lab. And I see you doing that today. You know, I see you doing that with kids currently. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it just, it, it comes full circle and you, you, you don't realize you're doing it until you sit down and talk about it. Right. And, and I, and I, uh, a few years ago, I had to write about it because me and I think Leah, we were both nominated for a golden teacher or something like that just nominated it wasn't we weren't actually yeah, yeah. i didn't get very far she might have gotten further than i did but we had to write something and and to sit down and actually think about it it it, it you're doing the same things that your teachers were doing for you and and you you get that in coaching all the time too i see it a lot in coaching where you know you coach, coach a certain way or you talk a certain way and people are like they don't know who you are until until they they see your past coaches and then they're like, Oh, where'd you wrestle? Or where did you talk to? Or who was your coach? And like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense how you coach now, you know? And, and I think the same goes for teaching. You know, who did you, who, who, who taught you? Or where do you go for graphics? Oh, that, that explains why, you know, you do certain, yeah. certain things the way you do, you know, and, and as long as you're doing things right and you're doing it right by kids, I think you're doing a good job. 
Yeah, I think I, we, I, this common theme of the more I get to know the people that I work with, there's more and more people that never probably would have, if somebody told them when they were in high school, like you're going to be a, a teacher one day and you're going to be in school for the rest of your life, that most people I think wouldn't even believe that person. And I think there's so many times that it's like later on in your life when you reflect back and you realize what the power of your, your teachers were on your life that then all the, then you realize that that's what you actually want to do with your rest of your life. It's not a lot of times are, I mean, we have those teachers that knew they wanted to be a teacher since they were a little kid. Maybe their parents were teachers and they looked up to them. Um, but for people that didn't have parents and education, I think it's something that like you didn't risk, you, you don't really dream of doing when you're little until later on, then you realize like, Oh, this is actually really meaningful and powerful career that I want to do. But if you had told me when I was 14 that I'd be in school for the rest of my life, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> no, and, and, that's, and that's a good point. Cause I, I don't, there is so many kids that used to make fun of me and say, you're just going to be, you're going to take over for Zim when he retires. You're just going to be a teacher. You're going to come back and teach here. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going for something else. And then sure enough, <laughs> nine years ago, it came true. You know, I'm just not at Johnsburg. I'm at McHenry, you know, making my own path. And then and I think that's, that's, you know, and, and that used to frustrate me when I was younger, you know, kids making fun of me about it. You know, you're going to be Zim, you're going to, you know, you'll be a little Zim and you're going to teach graphics and there's other words that they use, but with this is PG. So, uh, but, and, and that, that has a lasting effect. You know, it's like, I, I, I kept saying, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. That's not a big deal. Now you look back at it. Yeah. I hope I have half the impact that man has, you know, half the impact. So, Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, it's, it's always, it always amazes me to hear who, who the influence was in your life, you know, and it's always some, somebody, you know, for, for me, it was the same, same Leah. Like if you would have told me at 14 that I would be spending my days at a, in a school. Uh, and for me, you know, and particularly in a high school, um, because my high school experience was just horrible. Uh, I would have laughed in your face. Right. But, but yet here we are because somebody somewhere along the line helped us to realize the power of uh, that you have and the potential that you have. And I, I most, I feel it's just like a, like a, this really strong responsibility almost, you know, to, to be able to, you know, forward that on and just touch people's lives. So awesome. What, how great. Tell us about um Let's get into the graphics lab a little bit, man. You know what? Um, I remember uh, it was, well, I don't know, last year or two years ago, um, I brought a group of other principals from the Fox Valley Conference down to the graphics lab. We were here at East Campus. We're holding our monthly meeting and they wanted to see, I, I said, you know, what? I'm going to take them down to see the graphics lab. And uh, turns out that, you know, I don't think a single one of them that day have a graphics lab at, at their high school. And uh, they're, all, they're always jealous. You know, they always want to know. And, and you, you're doing work for, you know, outside community organizations and other schools. So talk about the, some of the projects that you've got either coming up or that you've tackled recently and, and the unique aspect of your work. Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting on some job offers from other schools. So just in case you're wondering, Jeff, I'm <laughs> on some of those. Um, no, I, I, they, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So down here in our lab, we've got, um, we've got a unique space. Um, and, and next year it'll be a, a different type of unique space and a unique atmosphere. But right now, um, it, the people before me, like the Bruce Montressors really did, um, and Drew Cooper and, 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 who I work with also, Jim Nelson. I mean, they did a really good job of, of keeping the graphics alive in here. So I gotta, I gotta give it to them first that they, that they helped build the, the bottom part of this, 
and that it wasn't just me building this from, from scratch. So they did a lot of the, the, the grunt work to get this started. And mm. I just kind of, I took it over and I think that I, I helped take it to new, to new feats or feats where it was once and back in like the eighties or nineties from what Bruce Montrose used to tell me. So, um, but we've got a pretty unique situation where we have um, down here is that we, we have a lot of different areas. Um, and so we've got obviously graphic design, um, but we also do layout. We do uh, printing. So uh, large format printing, small printing, brochures, business cards, scratch pads, um, large format printing. So car wraps, um, posters, banners, uh, and decal, vinyl decals. And then we also have a full lot screen printing, uh, screen press lab where we've got two different uh, manual presses, but next year um, because of the expansion, we're actually able to open it up and we're actually going to have a, uh, uh, an automatic screen printing press. And uh, after talking to um, a bunch of different high schools and talking to my manufacturer that we're going to order through, I think we're only going to be this, the second school in the entire nation that's going to have an automatic press for screen wow. printing in their facilities. So we've got a very unique um, and amazing situation. You know, um, that's not to say that we haven't worked very hard in the last nine years to upgrade because since I've been hired, we were originally um, all offset and we were very little on the screen printing. The screen printing was starting to grow and Jim was doing a really good job with that stuff. Um, but we were still doing a lot of old school graphics stuff where we were printing stuff out um, on plates and doing offset work, which is old school newspaper printing, right? Mm. And so I've worked very hard with um, and, and admin before you and, and other people to really update what we're doing in this room. We got a new vinyl plotter. We've gotten a new um, printer plotter that, that does our lamination. And we've worked with MCC to get us a laminator so that we can do car wraps. Um, we've worked with Dave in the financial department where we've gotten... Um, a large form or not a large format, but in uh, a, a digital press, which is some people look at it a copier, but if you look at inside it, it's made to run 24 um, seven offset job or not offset, but digital jobs. So we, we've got a unique situation with what we're doing and um, some of the jobs that we've been able to do. Um, we've done some designing for Prairie Ridge. So their industrial tech teachers reached out to us and asked us to do some, some social media designs for them. And so we did some banners and then we did a social media blast set up for them so they can push out all their vocational classes um, to their entire campus. Um, uh, we've done car wraps for the driver's ed department. We did that for, we've done four driver's ed cars now. Wow. Um, and that's a fun thing to get into and, and, and to learn. And then we've, uh, for screen printing, we do a lot of outside work, outside vendors. We do, um, like I said, we just, we're just finishing up uh, the Spring Grove Fire Department t-shirts. So we have a really unique situation that we do and we run a, a live business for our Graphics 3 students. And so they get to work on uh, live jobs from customers and they, they learn how to properly talk and they learn the soft skills to, with customers along with learning how to run and be a part of a graphics business. And I think sometimes the soft skills are, are the things that I, I teach without teaching. And those I think are more valuable than, than just teaching them graphics or design or, or any of the other things that we do in here. Um, and that's, that's kind of a, an interesting thing of what, what I get to bring to them. Um, 
And then you asked about what I teach and I'll bring that up later, but at, there's a, an interesting thing that I want to bring up a little bit later about what I teach and what they're really talking about with, with graphics. So. I mean, as a frequent customer of the graphics department, I definitely think that those soft skills are something that, you know, Matt, really you, you hound on them for, you know, making sure that they're emailing properly, that they're emailing professionally, making sure that they follow up, that they send the proofs before they start printing things. And um, I think it's just been, it's so kind of neat too for like you know as a student council advisor having my student council kids be able to work with your kids as also another kind of form of customer to be able to get our t-shirts made and I mean I even had my wedding invitations made through (laughs) through the graphics department which I thought was kind of cool like being having that personal aspect of my life as a teacher and having actual students of mine as well making my wedding invitations so it makes that special part of it too but yeah I mean and fun fact Patty Harder took me on a tour down to the graphics department on my very first day here before I even like, before our like new teacher day, she was like, I got to show you the graphics room. I'm like, okay. So yeah, everybody loves that room. (laughs) And it's fun. I mean, I I enjoy, so for those of you who don't know, we're at East campus and um, we are down in the basement and there is, it, it is one of the, I remember coming here to wrestle. And, and that hallway, you had to come down that hallway to, to weigh in, to go to the locker room. And there's nothing creepier in any other school besides maybe Crystal Lake Central and the locker rooms in Crystal Lake Central. Yeah, that's an old school. That's an I mean, old everybody, school. Calls, everybody calls it the dungeon here. And, and we call yeah. it the dungeon. And it, it is. But once you get through the dungeon, it like it just brightens up. And it's, there's just something, there's something about the room and there's something that it just, it's, it's a lot of fun to be down here. And so that, that's going to be an interesting transition to the new building is, is not being in the dungeon anymore and not having that. I don't want to say nostalgia, but that. Oh, but it is. Area of the building. got to make sure we give you guys enough SPF so you don't get sunburned from, you know, the light that you're going to have every day. That won't be an issue. There's going to be decals going up on those windows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Carl. <laughs> well, I mean, anytime you spend, a, you know, I mean, the program has been there for, for a lot of years, you know, and, and like you said, I mean, I, I, I respect the fact that you gave all, you know, credit to your predecessors before you who grew the program to where it is today. And you stepped, you, you stepped in nicely. Um, but anytime you, you know, there's been that many years of history down there. I mean, you could go, you go down in the room and there's, there are stickers made by kids that are up on the, you know, lining the walls. And, and so, you know, I know that, you know, with our campus shift next year and for our listeners who aren't familiar you know we are we are we're a two high school district and uh, we're turning um, the current east campus where the graphics lab is into a freshman campus and so graphics and a number of other programs are moving over to the uh, what is currently west campus and that'll be our upper campus so the graphics lab i was just there this week uh what's today monday sorry i lied last week on friday i i asked to uh you know just take a tour of the progress of the building and see how the construction is coming along and went down to your current, you know, what's going to be your new home. And um, I'm excited for you because I think that it's a, you know, um, a, a great opportunity for you to do to build new traditions. Um, I love seeing the, uh, the window there where you know, talk about soft skills. I mean, those are the skills that, you know, whatever people want to say about them, label it, whatever. Those are the skills that people are going to need getting out into the real, I, I don't want to say real world because they are living in the real world, but you know, I talk all the time I about those skills. I call, I call high school Disneyland. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my take on it. I, I know high school is very hard for kids, but I call it Disney World because teachers are always giving them extra help. You know, it's always the teacher has to give in. The teacher, the teacher's, you know, going to be there for you if you need it. You don't have that in college. You don't, you don't have that in the real world. You don't have a boss that's sitting over top of you that gives you a lot of time to screw up on things. You know, it, it's not Disney. Yeah. You screw up twice in the industry and you're fired. <laughs> so, so isn't it funny that these so-called soft skills that teachers are teaching are actually the hardest to learn and, the, and they're going to carry you the farthest, you know, and, and yet we don't, we don't think that some people don't think that they're important enough to be taught. And I, I absolutely do. So I, you know, I, I can't wait to see, you know, I mean, customers are actually going to be able to pull up alongside of our school, well, in the parking lot and walk down to the customer service window to to pick up an order and who's going to be servicing those customers is our kids. They have to know how to, they have to know how to treat customers because I can tell you, you can too. You, I, I, I went to a, uh, an establishment store, whatever it was this past weekend and got the most lousy customer service I've ever received. You know, though, then HR is a tough thing and you got to make sure that you you are speaking well to people and making sure that you 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 hold those people accountable and you and you talk nicely to people because that makes a big difference and it goes a long way yeah especially in the world of yelp reviews oh <laughs> and here's a here's a quick little um so my mom um my parents grew up in McHenry, and my mom actually took graphics here with bruce montressor oh no kidding so when i took over and i had to start cleaning some of the old stuff up uh, Bruce couldn't let some of that stuff go. Please, I hope Bruce isn't listening. Um, so I had, to, I had to throw a bunch of this stuff away. And as I was going through stuff, and I, I was checking with Jim and making sure that we're not throwing away anything important. But I found some stuff that my mom actually printed and no, sent it to her. I, I'm like, Mom, did you print this? Because this happened in your years. She's like, yeah, I remember running the offset press with Bruce, <laughs> Mr. Oh, Montressor. Yeah. <laughs> Still can't call him Bruce, right? Always. I and his Bruce's wife was actually my uh, uh, preschool teacher, Miss Maureen. And so when I got hired and I figured out those connections, I still had to call her Miss Maureen. I couldn't talk. I I still saw her and I still couldn't. I couldn't get over that. So. I mean, there's years and years of history and legacy in that little in that room down there, and yeah, it should be an interesting. But I like Jeff's point that he made about having an opportunity to kind of start to make your own path and own traditions and building that room from the ground up. I think you'll enjoy that. It's your turn. You're going to be building the room from the ground up. I mean, that's exciting. That's exciting. That is very exciting. exciting. It's been, it's been a long process. Yeah. It's kind of daunting too. I mean, in a way. Frustrating at times. Sure. Very, very exciting and very, um, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to it. And I know that there are just going to be some gr- just great things and continued community connections out of, out of that space. So um, excellent work. So, and as we talk about, you know, frustrations and, and um, opportunities, I mean, is there a, is there a time over the course of your career when you can, can think of a, um, like, you know, a, ch- a challenge, a particular challenge that you faced in the trenches, so to speak, that you've had to, you know, had to work your way out of? besides dealing with the, the principal that I have currently right now. Um, wait, wait, watch that. <laughs> I know that guy. I resemble that fact. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I 
I'm sure, I'm sure there are many, you know, we, we all have so many and, um, yeah, there's, it's, I, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve and when things bother me, I tend to just say it out loud and I don't hold back. Yeah. I, I think I still run into that issue where I just, you know, I, I don't know where I get it from. Um, but I just, I say how I feel when I feel it. And so I, I, I sometimes still struggle with that fact of, mm. of, of, of teaching and understanding. Teaching is fun. I love teaching. Sometimes the hardest thing is working with and, and I mean this in the nicest way, Jeff, but not, not specifically you, but I think dealing with administration and understanding both sides. Sure. And, and that's something without, with, that has been a struggle of mine in my entire you know, career here is, is that understanding, you don't necessarily get told why something's happening, but you have to do something. And, and for the most part, you do it, but there's usually a reason and a pretty good reason for that. And as educators, usually when we do something, there's a reason for it. And when we're teaching something, we have a reason why, right? Like if Leah's teaching science, she's not just going to go off and teach something weird. And, and, you know, something that's well, a lot of the stuff that she's teaching is weird, but no. So, <laughs> she, so she's not just going to go out and just say, here, I'm going to do this, right? There's a reason behind what she's teaching and why she's teaching it. And we know that reason because we've studied, we understand it, and, and it's in front of us. So as, a, as educators and as myself, I know why I want to do things. And I always, I always have a reason for why. And I always have to tell the kids why. Because otherwise, the first question I'm going to get from my students, why are we doing this? Why? <laughs> and, and, and as an adult and as a teacher, I don't always get that from admin for good reason, because it's them, you know, they don't need to tell us and because they're that they're our boss. Right. Um, and so understanding the why without understanding the why has sometimes been a frustration for me, but the older I get, the better I can understand both sides and why things happen the way they do. I think that's uh, so interesting how you bring that up and how you talked about the beginning, how you delete your kids' work and not tell them why until they uh-huh. ask why. Wow. And so, you know, I think that goes kind of both ways too with our students. Sometimes we do things maybe, and I mean, I think you're kind of a, a proponent of unconventional teaching methods sometimes. I don't know that mm. I would walk around deleting my kids' stuff, um, but like we have totally different teaching strategies and that you have a specific reason you're doing that. And it's a really deep reason. And then until they ask why, then they don't understand. So like, you know, I think that's good that you're working towards trying to understand both sides and maybe asking that why is maybe, mm. maybe a lesson you're teaching yourself too still. Absolutely. And, and so I didn't really start to understand this until, um, I've started looking at some admin positions, not that I want to go anywhere or do anything, but I've also become a board member for my schools, my kids' schools district. And so when I became a board member, I really started to see and understand the why sometimes isn't, uh, isn't talked about yet, but it will be out there and there's a reason why everything happened, mm. you know, and, and sometimes you need to be patient and there's, there's, a, there's, there's good things that happen from that, you know. And it, and it isn't bad when they come to you and ask you to do something. It's usually a good thing. You just have to be patient. 
And that's such a good point. You know, I've, I, and I agree with you, man. I, I think I've had to learn also the, the hard way too. And, and just sometimes having, having some faith that there, there is a reason and not, not all explanations can be given right now. Um, but, but I also get that, you know, cause I spent a, f- a few years as a teacher as well, that sometimes you just, sometimes, um, oh, how can I say this? Um, I don't know. You get burned, you know, and, and, and so, and, or, or for whatever, whatever reason, trust starts to erode, you know? And so it, it, over time, maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you know, that, um, Therefore, it's hard to accept that there's no reason for something. And, and it begins to feel like maybe somebody's not being transparent. You know, does that ever happen? Yeah, absolutely. One of you? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, another, another struggle. I got, wait, let's change. I got another idea, yeah. Jeff. So I, I also, and I want to ask you guys, what's, what's some of the things that, that kind of stick with you guys on this one? Um, so my first year teaching, I was a first year teacher, and the office was going on. Okay. Like the show show the office. <laughs> All right. And I, I have a student and I, I still remember his name. Great. Good kid. Um, some wouldn't say that, but I, I, I do. And, and he's in my class and in, in my class, I have to talk about um, fills and strokes and how we do certain things. And so I kept asking this kid, I go, you need to stroke that object. And I was talking to another student and he's in the front row and he yells out, that's what she said. <sighs> and as a first year teacher, you know, I'm young. I, well, I wasn't as young as I, you know, some first year teachers are, you know, and my wife yelled at me for after I got home, but I sent the kid, I go, student, I go, see you later. Let's go out in the hallway. Me and you were going to talk. I didn't kick him out. I just kicked him out of that situation. I told him to go wait in the other room so I can talk to him about it. And my, I got home and I told my wife what happened. And she goes, how can you yell at him for something you would do? <laughs> and, and I'm like, you're right, but I could, you can't do that in that situation. You know, you, and, and so what are some of those things that you guys have had where you laugh at it and it's funny? And like, absolutely. If I hear somebody saying, hey, you need to stroke that object, object I'm going to probably be saying, that's what she said. And I'm probably going to get in trouble. Right. But it's funny. It, but at the time I was like, I had to, I had to, I had to stand up. I had to be like, all right, I'm taking control of the classroom. Right. So what is something that's happened to you guys like that, where it was just, what do you do? Well, well, while Leah thinks about her answer, I mean, I'll ask you, that was, that was, what did you say? That was year one. That was year one. Okay. So, so would you have changed your response today? No. I, so I, I, so I actually, I actually pulled the kid. I, I probably would say now that I'm, I probably would have said, Hey, that's pretty funny, but we can't do that here. Right. But um, because I, I have a different dominance in my classroom now, you know, I have a different behavioral management style that I did first year. Now that people know who I am, kids understand who I am. I have a little bit different style of how I can talk to kids, yeah. but I did pull the kid out in the hallway and I, and I said to him, I said, Hey, you, you can't say that stuff. I go, even though you think it's funny, I go, you can't say that stuff, especially in the middle class. I go, it's not appropriate, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have that conversation about appropriate talking versus not appropriate. Yeah. What do you so think? What, Jeff, let, let's hear yours. I feel like when I first started off teaching, I used to get 
into more power struggles with students because I was so young and I would engage them more in like in situations like that as opposed to learning like when to just kind of let it brush off like you kind of did um, and talk to them later about it. Um, I think I would, I don't know, I think they could push my buttons a little bit easier because I didn't really know the best ways to respond always when I was first starting off. Um, and now I think I've learned a lot better to how to keep that cool face and if some kid, I don't know, I feel like if some kid said that, I wouldn't make it a big deal anymore. Like I wouldn't, I don't know, I like guess unless, I don't know. I don't, oh man, these are, I'm not used to being the person having to answer the questions, Matt. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, you know, like you, I, I guess I, I choose my battles a lot better now, I think. Like I used to have a cell phone jail and I would be like this whole big thing. And it was like, it's kind of, I realized it became like the center of the focus then. And they all were like obsessed with getting their cell phone into the cell phone jail. And like, then I was like defeating the absolute purpose of what I was trying to do. And so it's just like being able to choose my battles a little bit easier um, is something, or being choosier about my battles now is something that I didn't do at first and then I would get caught up in that and then the bell would ring and I was like okay we'll try this again tomorrow but I don't know yeah 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 no for sure I I agree I, I've I've had I mean just so many countless um uh, things that have happened similar to to those you know and I've I've spent the last 18 years in building administration and I think that uh, you know most of that time has been at the elementary or middle or middle school levels you know this is only year four at the high school level so for me um, I think it's um, bringing a lot of that that you know, you know kind of I don't know I don't know what you want to call it I, I guess elementary mentality uh, to the high school uh, where not everyone is going to see it from my point of view, because we have so many people here who have, have spent their entire careers at the high school level, you know? Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, I, I can tell you that uh, like there was, a, there was a long time where I would, where I would for, for, in many of my early years as a, as an administrator, where I may have let the title go to my head, you know, and, and, thought that like if a teacher talked to me a certain way or responded a certain way, I would, and I actually said this one year, um, be careful who you're talking to. And I would never say that today. You know, I would, uh, this, this was years ago, you know, cause I, I thought, oh, I was a big shot. You know, I was a big, big, big administrator. Now I'm a, I was nobody, you know, I was just another person like you and you and you and you, and we're all equal. You know, so I would never do that anymore. And, and I've learned from from some pretty crappy administrators of what not to do, you know, um, like the administrator who walked down the hall one way while I was walking the other and and uh, and uh, doesn't even acknowledge me, you know, so I think to myself, I'm never going to do that to people. I'm never going to do that to people. So anyway. I oftentimes think that the power of a non-example is stronger than the power of an example sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes. I was like, oh my gosh, thinking of some of the conversations that we've had. And I'm like, should I have been thinking who I was talking to this whole time? Yeah. I try very hard not to, not to do that to people anymore though, you know, because I, I really want to, I really want, you know, um, in response to something you said a while ago, Matt, um, about you know, dealing with both sides, teaching and, and admin, you know, and uh, I, I really, really try very hard. And it's almost become like, 
it's it's not it's just like natural now but i do spend a lot of time thinking about like how do we bridge that gap you know how do we you know i cuz i i always say and you always say, you always hear people say well we're all we're all here for the same reason and we're all part of the same team you know but there's that gap that you just brought up you know the teaching versus admin gap and there's always going to be that i don't know if we can ever do anything about that but i'm i've i've spent a lot of years of my career trying to make sure that um people feel respected and trusted and and um it's important, you know, it is, it is important. So thanks for flipping the script on us, you know, and asking us the questions. Well, people don't, people don't follow people they don't trust. People don't follow people they don't, they don't respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you're goes right. a long way. So true. So true. No matter if you're in the classroom or whatever level of education you're at, no matter what, that is such a good point. So speaking of good points, um, as we as we wrap up here, we have one final question for you, and uh, that is simply, what are you hopeful for? Wow, what am I hopeful for? Um, I love the sigh, Leah. Every and it's always a sigh, and then when he said "Wow," I just saw a montage of all the Texas weathermen saying "Wow, it's cold." Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so that's what I thought. Uh, not laughing at you, Matt, but it's just no. that every every single person we've interviewed always lets out a big sigh because it's such it's a simple question, but it's big, right? Well, I, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about, right? Are you talking educationally? Are you talking in the graphics room? Or are you talking at home? Because I got. Cause I got, I can go hours on that question, right? Uh, what we got I, about five minutes left. Five minutes. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm setting a good path for my kids, mm. my children, right? So that they're gonna grow up and and want to do. I think it's a good thing when you are doing something that your kids or other people want to replicate and want to do. That means you're doing something right. If, if there's people that are trying to be like you, you're probably doing something right. Not, not that that always is correct, but you know, I want to make sure that my kids are, are, are seeing that their dad is doing something that is helpful and, and, and is worthwhile. So that's something that I, I'm hopeful for. Um, right now, currently what I'm hopeful for is um, that I can figure out exactly what's going on in the graphics industry. And that's a, I know that's kind of a tough one, but um, I'm actually, I've emailed several colleges. I've talked to several graphics teachers and, and everybody keeps saying the same thing about our industries. They don't know where our industry is at right now. And because it, it goes everywhere. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that soon the graphics, the, the graphics area can kind of figure something out here. Because we have too many niches, and I don't want to say too many, but we are involved in so many different things. For instance, marketing, advertising, um, screen printing, print, uh, design, website, uh, all of these things, social media, art, photography. It all has something to do with some type of graphics and, and art. And I, nobody knows what to call us, and nobody knows how to say what we do. And we all do it a little bit differently. If you go to diff different high schools, they're all doing it a little bit differently. And, and that's, I'm hopeful that with some conversations that I'm having, that we can really start moving kind of not in the same direction, but in a unified direction of all the different things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's really all I have. That's what I'm hopeful for right now. 
those are some big hopes. They're good though. Yeah, for real. And, and you know what, for your own kids, your own children at home and for your, for your students and uh, for those in the graphics industry, whether it's at the high school or university level or, or beyond, I mean, I think that um, just the fact that you are passionate and, and are interested and curious and asking the questions, I think that goes a long way, you know, and your, your kids are going to see that passion and, and uh, it's, it's contagious. So it's contagious no matter what you're doing. So I, I appreciate that. I mean, even in coaching, you know, I coach softball. I coach, I used to coach wrestling. And as much as people say coaching and teaching aren't the same thing, they are. You're, 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 you're teaching people. You're, you're educating them on a sport. You're educating them in the classroom. And so that's something that I, I pride myself on and that I, I hope I'm doing a good job and continue to do a good job. And um, the hours it takes, I really have to thank my wife because <laughs> she takes on a lot of the stuff that, that when I'm here, she takes on a big role at home, you know, and Jeff, your, your wife does the same thing with 18 kids. Um, <laughs> I only have four, you know, um, yeah. and like a and, measly parent is having one right now. <laughs> don't worry. You'll get there. Eight is, eight is so are you sleeping through the night? Because it of, is nothing. Not, though. No. Well, no, my, my daughter does not sleep through the night. Right? Oh, okay. um, but yeah, my wife does a lot of the, she, I, Lauren, she, I, I'm so thankful that I found her and when I found her and she's really, she, she helps guide me every single day. And so without her, I would, I wouldn't be very good and I wouldn't be who I am. So she, she deserves a lot of the credit too. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, I love that. I couldn't agree more. I'm sure that um, she's going to love hearing that too. When you, when she you, won't listen to this, but that's okay. Well, I'll make sure she's trying to score some brownie points. Like, listen at you know 50 sec, 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send her to the to the exact spot. So, hey, uh, Matt, Leah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you both. I appreciate your time. Appreciate your honesty. Appreciate Matt, you uh, uh, throwing it back at Leah and I, making us be all vulnerable and stuff. Love card. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I don't want to sit here and just, you know, just, just take it. I like to give I it out. It. Too. Yeah. Like to it. Oh, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> As you should by now. We've come to expect it and we love it. So thanks so much. Um, all of our listeners appreciate you checking, uh, checking this episode out. It's episode 11 with Matt Connor. All right, everybody. Yeah, if you want to know stuff or want stuff printed, just you know where to go. You know where to come. So yeah, make sure we throw out the, to the 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 contact info. How can people contact you, Matt, if they need to? Uh, well, I, I usually give out my cell phone, but I'm not going to put it out on here. But uh, a good way is just to go to uh, www.mchswarriors with an S Inc. So mchswarriorsinc.com, and so that'll have our school port our graphics portfolio and then there'll be a contact area for how to get a hold of me on there um otherwise they can just email me through my school email but um they, that way they can at least see some of the cool stuff that uh my students have done not so much me my students do about 85 percent of the work that's great that's great well we're going to direct them to the site uh listeners please check it out if you have graphics projects big or small you need taken care of this is the location right here all right, Thanks, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leah. We'll see you next time on Warrior Thanks. U.